Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Sock Talk Lads podcast for this STL addendum pod. I'm Owen Murray of the House of Sounders. He covers the Sounders with me at Area Sports Network, so I thought it was a great time to bring him on to kind of share some of his insight into the team, into what St. Louis fans can you know look out for, look forward to. And I think it gives us a little bit of inside knowledge into how Brian Smetzer, Smetzer will line up and you know, just what their mindset is coming into this game. I think that's always so important just to see, you know, how the other fan bases are looking at their team, what that outlook looks like. I think it gives us some much needed perspective at times. And to know that, you know, Seattle isn't taking St. Louis lightly, I think it's very important to kind of see that league perspective of what this brand new team is bringing. Obviously, through the first six games, five wins, one loss, you know, no one was expecting this kind of outcome. But here we are, St. Louis is in their toughest stretch of games, Minnesota, Seattle, Cincinnati. This is the biggest three-game stretch of the season. Like, obviously, there will be hard games this season. Don't get me wrong. But this is the only three-game stretch where they're playing three teams that, you know, realistically are at the top of their respective leagues. So we're going to learn a lot from this game. I wanted to take some time in this intro to talk about the injury report. Rasmus Alm is still as questionable, but he worked his way back Starting to work his way back into the main training group yesterday, which was Thursday, and ideally today. So I think it's reasonable to think that he might be available for some playing time this weekend. Obviously, I don't think he starts over Ostrak, given that he still hasn't completed a full week of training since his knock. Uh, but you know, having all of them available off the bench when you have Tomas Ostrak running at you for 60 minutes, another 30 minutes of a fresh Rasmus Alm, and they kind of give you those similar qualities. So I think that's just so important for this team to have in their arsenal, right? And we talked about the 23-man roster. Bradley Carnell talks about the 23-man roster and how important it is to use all of the players in that roster, which is something that I you know, love that he is willing to rotate, willing to experiment with. Especially when you look at kind of what Brian Spencer does at his end. It's going to be another fascinating head coach battle like we saw between Cardell and Heath this past weekend. So without taking up too much time, let's head into my talk with Owen Murray. I think there are some good insights here and we will talk again after the weekend. So let's get into it. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Soccer Talk Lads podcast, the STL pod. I'm your host today, Justin Horniker. Steven is a busy boy, and Ian, as we talked about the main pad, is on his honeymoon. So anyway, today I have Owen Murray here with me. Owen covers the Sounders that we'll be talking a little bit about today and go a little more in depth of what to expect in the match this weekend. Owen, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? It's been a great start to the season. Yeah, yeah. And for us, you know, looking at this game, it's a supporter shield race that no one was really expecting with St. Louis being number one in the West. And if you would have given me that before the season started, I would have thought you were crazy. So it's been good. <laughs> oh, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that, especially kind of looking at the Western Conference standings. Of course, Seattle, probably where they expected to be. But given last year, people had their concerns about the Sounders. Like, how do you think it's going from like a week to week standpoint for the Sounders so far? You know, it's been something they've been really 
speaking about a lot is trying to make sure that we keep Lumenfield a fortress. That's something that uh, Brian Spencer said after the very first game. We heard that after Colorado, after RSL. They said that something they felt last year didn't happen is that we closed out those wins at home. Um, and that's really what they've wanted to focus on, especially because we've had a strong kind of homestand. We had, uh, you know, obviously Colorado, RSL, LA, and we're bringing you guys here. So that's what they really want to build on to start the season. And that's been really good. Yeah, and it comes at interesting times. This is definitely St. Louis's like hardest three game stretch. Obviously, Minnesota last week, the first ever loss away to Seattle, and they'll be at home against Cincinnati, who gave the Sounders trouble this year already as well. And yeah, so absolutely. it's going to tell us a lot about kind of what this team really is. What do you think, like from a Seattle standpoint, like how do you guys view St. Louis, like? you know, in your preview of this game, like, what do you think of the team from an outsider's perspective? I'd love to know. I, I think it's a team who we have to have a lot of respect for, obviously. Um, you know, as a, another expansion club that really did well when we came to the league, you know, we've seen Atlanta do well. That's another team, you know, we weren't really yeah. expecting them to be that good. Um, Cincinnati, they came here as their first ever game. Um, they got smacked. It was 4-1, I remember that. But, um, you know, they, they, I remember them mm. scoring. They scored the first goal, and I was like, oh, man. Like, like we got to respect him. And that's, yeah. that, that's the same attitude about St. Louis. We were talking to Schmetzer after the LA game and we we're like, you know, St. Louis just lost. We we're telling him and he's like, does that take any pressure? I was like, no, absolutely not. Like this is yeah, a team especially, we, we know we need to respect them. Yeah. It's interesting too. Cause like Minnesota was always going to be hard because you know, they play yeah. such a different style and it's such a class for St. Louis and Minnesota both like don't want possession. And you look at Seattle, it's maybe a bit more of a favorable matchup. In terms of like play style, of course, obviously, Seattle uh, have killers all over the field, so it's hard to say that that's a favorable matchup. But <laughs> at least from the way that Seattle plays, it does kind of fit what St. Louis is trying to do, like defensively, also. Yeah, it's been really interesting, actually, because you know, obviously, you see like guys like Ladero and Jao Paulo and Rishnak, and you're like, oh, they want the ball, um, hmm. but you know, really what they focus on is getting teams on the counter. They really try to draw them in. They, they've they played a little bit of a lower block and then they'll have two forwards pressing up top. Usually that's Ladero and uh, it was a bear and then it was Raul and then it was Jordan and they'll have those two guys kind of match up against the center backs and that's their pressure. And so they're trying to kind of draw that team out. And so mm-hmm. that's where they get guys down the wings. So there's this really interesting thing that we've talked about with Jordan Morris and Christian Roldan when they're playing on the wings they'll swap on the corners because Roldan, obviously Christian will come more inside. He's traditionally a center midfielder and that leaves a lot of space for his brother at right back to kind of get that, get down the wing. But then yeah. uh, Jordan goes down the side. So that really messes with fullbacks. Something we've seen this season that left back will kind of get trapped whether they're going inside or outside. Yeah. That's something that like St. Louis has definitely been worried about too, is that they're, Backline, like, because they want to spread out a lot. Like, they want to be a very, like, they, they're a very tall team, let's say. Like, they want yeah. to press you up top. And they play a high line, but that makes them kind of susceptible, especially down those wings at times. So, like, it's going to be a fascinating matchup, honestly. Absolutely. I'm really excited. <laughs> so, Jordan oh. Morris, too. Like, obviously, he's traditionally a winger that's kind of where we all expect him to play but he's been center for the past two games like i know a lot of that is injury concerns at an international window but he scored five goals in the past two games like where do you kind of see him like do you see that experiment ongoing or do you think they'll go back to their more traditional like front three that they've had you know i i think honestly, that you will see Leo Chu and Jordan Morris start on Saturday. Hmm. Um, you know, Jordan, I mean, he's played on the wing a lot for us because I mean, when he came here, uh, he had Dempsey there and we had Hurt Gomez. And then he kind of moved in the air with Raul. And so he was always kind of out on the wing. He's, he started 
up there a little bit, but he came after really the Ziggy era where we had uh, he played four four two so often with Jemsey and Martins, and that hmm. was that time. But Brian has always played you know four two three one. Um, but the interesting thing is Morris actually played in a front two at Stanford where he, okay. you know, he won Herman trophy. He was best player. They won um, the tournament NCAA. And so he has a lot of experience. He, he talked about that uh, after SKC. And he was like, you know, obviously I've not played here a lot for Seattle, but that's like something that I feel comfortable in. That's something I can do. Like he's like, you know, coming into this season, I really want to have the mentality of being a goal scorer. He wanted, he's like, I want to be goal hungry, I think was the quote. Um, definitely so far so good yeah (laughs) Yeah, he's been doing well but his speed against especially against sporting kc obviously like they kind of have a slower back line to begin with but the way that he kind of utilized the speed to just like get behind that last line was a bit terrifying as a opposing fan i would say (laughs) yeah i mean something that's really interesting too is he's kind of had to adapt his game obviously he's still really fast but he's had you know two acls a hamstring Mm. in the past like five years and that's something that has slowed him down um it's something you see a lot of players like they're they're just like not themselves and something that's really impressive is that he's really worked on his finishing i remember when he first came to seattle he didn't have a left foot um yeah that was always like especially with the national team too right that's always been kind of his his knock against him so he's got that now yeah, it's it's interesting because I do feel like when you lose a step, it's almost more impactful to be moved up top versus like the speed that you need out in the wing. Yeah. Like I think that's yeah. almost helps him a bit. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a different dynamic for sure. I remember like kind of the big like the most Raul moment I can remember is that uh, Western Conference final against LAFC, mm. um, where he you know he scored two goals like that. That was Raul, um, but that's very different from how Jordan plays. Raul is just going to like always get on a ball. He's going to be there. Um, he's going to bully center backs, but Jordan is more there to kind of like get in the lines and he's going to run past him, which is very interesting. If they bring Raul off the bench, it's going to be weird for the center backs. Yeah. That's a, that's a very dynamic, like front two to go from one to the other for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What do you say? Like, cause I've watched a lot of just cause I'm, I'm writing my kind of preview for the game. So I have it a lot on my mind, but just like looking at where Seattle is, kind of vulnerable and for me like a lot of that is especially when they're in their four three two one that space like in front of the center backs kind of in the middle of the field it seems like there's a lot of not a lot of but there's potentially space to exploit there like what do you kind of see as their weakness if you're an opposing manager so i mean i really think obviously that space in front of the Hmm. center backs that's something that really got highlighted last season because that was when we didn't have Jao Paulo um Hmm. and he was he was kind of he's that guy of those three so now that Rushnak is kind of that eight in there with him Jao Paulo is the one who has the most defensive responsibility but he also has a ton of creative responsibility there so that's something that you know he gets tracked but when that was Kellen Rowe that really wasn't there um I love Kellen but he he just has a different idea yeah um of how he's gonna play um They'll also put Atencio in there. He's he's been great. He came up through the academy. Um, he's way more of a defensive midfielder there. Um, that so if they want to like lock it down, that's who they'll bring in. Um, especially if they're kind of looking at that space. I'd say something you want to look at is the space in between in behind Alex Roldan, because he's the one. He's the center back that's going to get forward. Mm. Um, of of the two or the the fullback that's going to get forward. Um, we did see uh, Nuhu on the bench of the weekend, which is, that was really dangerous. We saw a lot of people getting in behind there. Because um, actually Alex Roldan was on the left and we started Christian Roldan at right back mm. against LA. Um, and then eventually Alex got moved to the right. Nuhu had just come back from Cameroon. Yeah. Um, but so that space in behind Alex is probably where you look at. 
I mean, the issue is that you have Yamar, um, who's he's been a colossus. I remember I, he brings back Roman Torres memories, but that that space in there <laughs> is like probably that where you looked in. That's just dangerous um, all around. Because that's, that's the pullback <laughs> space that gets forward. If mm. you kind of remember whenever I was talking about how you beat Liverpool, um, they're like, oh, you get it in behind Trent. Because he's going to want to get forward and he's not going to get back to defend. That's kind of same deal. Just like catching him out almost, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah it's interesting. Not to pass to Klaus, ideally. <laughs> yeah, that would be important, uh, center backs. So. That's what I've seen. Ideally, don't do it. It's like, it's unfathomable. The one against RSL is like, I can't defend Honestly. that at all. Like, how do you not see him standing right there? He's a large man. He doesn't sneak yeah, in. That's what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we're just going to try not to do that. Yeah, it was interesting because they that's did. That's what they're working on practice. Yeah, uh, in the Minnesota game, they kind of moved Ludovan out to, not to the wing, but like, he would start out in the midfield, and as they built the ball up, he'd kind of like rotate over to the touch line out on the yeah. side to kind of target Minnesota's left side. And that was something that, like was pretty effective obviously they don't get the final ball and they were very i don't want to say unlucky but didn't have good shot selection i guess in that game and that couldn't hit the net in a couple of key opportunities but they made some like interesting wrinkles like i think that's what makes this team kind of better than they were thought of to be before the start of the season because they can adjust to game situations more than i really expected them to be able to so it'll be fun to watch yeah Really interesting too was um, in that LA game they started with just uh, the one striker up front, uh, Dejan, and then they went to two, and that really really messed with Reagan and uh, Yamar because they don't really play against a two forward set too often. And they ended up bringing mm. in Ariaga and they switched to a three back, kind of what we've seen in those years past three five two. Um, but when they there was like twenty minutes there when they it, it was a two on two up there all the time. And it was really, really nervy for them. So if, if you guys bring in kind of a two forward set with Klaus and somebody mm. else, that's going to be something. So if that happens, I'd maybe like look for him to go bring in Ariaga or Slide Nuhu in there and maybe bring Rowan at left back. And you'll see. Yeah, they do. Deal with that. They kind of bounce between like a 4 3 2 1 or 4 2 3 1 and a 4 4 2, where Joe Keeney can sometimes play as the center attacking mid or he can play as the striker in the 4-4-2 that kind of like slides in on either side of Klaus and like back. So yeah, they have a very flexible attack in terms of like, it's kind of positionless outside of Klaus, like Klaus is up front, Alm yeah. and Stroud usually out in the wing, but they can move in centrally. Like a lot of times they'll be more inside forwards as the fullbacks kind of get up into the wide areas of the pitch. So there's a lot of movement and interchange there that like, I think Absolutely. are going to catch a lot of teams like off yeah, of their problems, game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I was kind of like looking back at that game last week and just like kind of visualized, okay. Like it seemed like the Sounders had the Galaxy on the ropes and kind of let them back in. Like what do you think, like was it them bringing on the second attacker? Was that kind of the main catalyst for that or was there something else kind of going on in that game? I mean, what Brian said after the game was he he was was really frustrated with the players. He said they just stopped playing. Mm. Um, He didn't think it was something that LA did, Um, which obviously bringing on that second striker kind of shook it up a little bit. But he was like, really, like, we stopped. We we weren't focused. We need to, we made sure, like, that we didn't come into that second half with kind of the focus we needed. They were running them off the pitch in the first half. They weren't close. There was nothing happening there. Um, But the second half, like, it was, they were just so much more in the game. And it was kind of, he said it was down to the focus. Um, Mm. It, it was just compounded once they bought that second striker on, though. 
That's really interesting, yeah, because that's kind of like what Carnell said about our St. Louis team last week, and that a lot of the yeah. execution was down to just like not being intense enough uh, as they went after the ball. So, like, I think you're going to have two hungry teams going at it here. Uh, okay, yeah. So let's roll into some predictions, Owen. What is your prediction for this game? Give me a final score. <laughs> let's see. The Sounders haven't conceded except for in that two games this mm. year. Um, I think they're going to concede again, but I think we're going to score. I'm going to go 3-1 Seattle. Okay. I was going to say 2-1, to one, but uh, the homer in me is going to go St. Louis, but I'm not 100% confident. On I that. appreciate it. <laughs> God, well, who do you think for Seattle, who do you think is going to have the biggest impact? You know, I, I think it's it's always Jao Paulo. It's always Jao Paulo. Um, that's the guy you have, you're going to have to watch. Um, mm. Obviously, you're going to have to watch Leo Chu. Uh, if he starts, he's going to kind of be that. He's been on, like, just absolutely. I've been far. so it, impressed with him, like, the past three weeks. Oh, my like, gosh. Playing, yeah. You know, he's got a baby on the way. That's why he's so excited. <laughs> there it is. That's he's, it. He's <laughs> he, he got the ball under his shirt. He's, it was great. He, he's, he's very excited. Um, But, you know, I'd say, like, watch him on the wing by Jao Paulo. Jao Paulo all the time having him back is the reason they're so good mm. this year He's that's like that's place. such an important thing in this league is having that guy in the midfield that can really try play because that's yeah. been like st louis's key has been edward Ludwin, who doesn't get yeah. a lot of the praise that klaus gets because klaus scores the goal but like Ludwin has been the driving force in that midfield and without him they probably don't win a game so <laughs> exactly and I feel like eventually kind of that Jean Paulo guy, we've seen Christian Roldan. He was mm. in the midfield for a minute, but he's been out wide. He's just an absolute workhorse. They've got the really the key is that they've got workhorses all over. Leo Chu has talked a lot about, you know, you'd think he, I mean, he's a Brazilian winger, so he's going to like, he's just dribbly, but he, he's like, he's got drib, like tracking back in him. Like he's like, Brian has told me I need to track back. <laughs> he's like, you, you track back first and then you yeah. attack. Um, so he's really dedicated, you know, Schmetzer was talking like the squad's all bought into it. Like he feels like the dressing room is really united. Um, but Jean Paulo, Jean Paulo, I'm always <laughs> watching out for, always watching out for new who also, I just feel oh, like he's so gosh. unorthodox. <laughs> oh, I love it wasn't a handball at the weekend, by the way, it was not. I was good. Okay. I want to transition to that. because we spent some time on our main podcast. Uh, Greg Vanny had some histrionics about it. So you're going definitively no handball. <laughs> I don't think it was a handball because I mean I, I don't know if you watched the instant replay thing. I did. I, I didn't um, think it was a handball either. But <laughs> yeah, I it's just the the idea is that he he used to do this thing where he just gets his arms out like that, mm. um, which is really really concerning. But it's like I don't know what else he can do really mm. um, to kind of get away from the ball. He can tuck it a little bit more, but it's like yeah, like my understanding of the new rule is like as long as it's in your silhouette, essentially, silhouette. like your your natural like body movement and he yeah. has his arms behind his back. I don't know. Yeah. Like you said, I don't know what else he's supposed to do there. Necessarily. I do think getting Have your more arms flexible back, shoulders, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> get, getting your arms behind your back is kind of a win for defenders. Cause it's kind of showing you're trying to get out of the way. It's like, mm. less, it's harder. If, do you like the champions league final handball with Suzuko? Yeah. Um, yeah. You would... Like, not, like that's tough because it's like his arms are out here and it's like there. Yeah. But you know, he, if you're tucking your arms behind your back, you're like obviously trying to get out of the way. Cause you want to give, it's like, a, the official like as much benefit of the doubt too like you want to make yeah. it known that you're trying to get out of the way that you recognize that you're yeah. trying to get out of the way because i remember they said like you know it didn't even like he didn't even like see review because i mean most of the time the trend is that if they're going to go to review on something like that it's going to get overturned like if, yeah. if, if they see that they're going to go there it, like they're, they're probably overturning it so i was grateful they didn't go to it because last year <laughs> um you know it was the same thing honestly we went down to la um they pulled one back and then a late pen 
and and it was heartbreaking lost, you know yeah. the point and, and that, that was one of those ones that felt like lost and last year one of the big things was that we had like i can't remember it was like 13 maybe one goal losses on the road um yeah <laughs> and that that's really what took him out of playoffs mm. and so that's that's what we're trying to get rid of this this year but home field lumen field it's gonna be home advantage we're gonna get do you feel gonna, like uh, I think, I feel like a lot of last year too was obviously like I think the narrative anyway is that Champions League really kind of put them behind the eight ball. Like, do you feel like that for the most part has been like exercised, like all the the kind of hangover from last season? Do you feel like they're kind of over that? You know, yes. I feel like they still would have made the playoffs if Jao Paulo didn't get injured in that Champions League final. Okay, yeah, yeah. I obviously, yeah, it, it was it was it's really really tough. We've seen that to compete in champions league and mls so we it was kind of that sacrifice the first half but i think you know with the team the sounders have because we got down to Jao paulo and then we had obed vargas who's been you should keep an eye on him actually um he was out with a back injury um and so then we were bringing all our center mids and we we're just running on the list and we ended up with that kellen row again <laughs> which is yeah that's well, not ideal <laughs> i love kellen but when we're starting him every game um like he, he didn't not play in a game last year which when, yeah. when we're down to that is that's... really where it gets tough it's not ideal. It's not great. Yeah, yeah Kellen, I, I, it's like one of those guys that's an MLS contributor that you only want to bring in like every couple of games. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he's from Seattle. He's from 253, um, which is, you know, we love him. He's got a Seattle yeah. too, and he's always going to play for it, but we just, yeah, it's not kind of, we can't, we have better players to start every game. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, Owen, I yeah. appreciate you hopping on, sharing Absolutely. some Sounders wisdom. Uh, if anyone wants to read any more about the Sounders, of course, uh, where should they find your stuff at? Yeah, check me out. Uh, obviously, I'm at Aerosports Network. Um, you'll see my articles on there. We have some great stuff up. We could do analysis. We have a couple preview pieces. Um, check out the House of Sounders. That's uh, on Instagram, at House of Sounders, at, on Twitter, and on YouTube. Uh, they'll do FIFA playthroughs. We'll do away game watch-alongs. We've got uh, some challenges. Uh, and then check me out on Twitter, uh, at Owen Murray SEA. So I'll be there as well for some pregame knowledge, some things to watch, and then some post-game video. Yeah, and send all your banter his way after this pod, too. Please do. (laughs) All right, Owen. Well, thank you so much for hopping on, and uh, we'll talk later. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Good luck. Okay.